Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. And I'm Grant from Big Ear Pedals. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. I actually had to sit there and like, I had to, I had to sit there and read it just to make sure. I'm like, congrats, right, guys. We're six minutes in and produced 30 seconds of content. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects. Go to westminstereffects.com. Check out their awesome, really cool, fun pedals. Uh, I know that there's a pedal in the making that I don't I don't know if we should say what it is, um, but we're supposed to be getting that pretty soon. I'm very excited about that. But you can also check out their awesome just selection of any style of pedal. They've got delay. They've got distortion. They've got fuzz. They've got compression. They've got reverb. Everything under the sun. So go check them out. WestminsterFX.com. All right, so let's see what's new. Chris, you got anything new? Um, I got my tax refund check and I spent it on a Lego set instead of music gear because. Oh, please tell me it was the Death Star. Did you get the Death Star? Star Destroyer. Ship in a bottle, uh, thing, and then got some lights off of Amazon for it. So it's a nice little thing. It's a ship in a bottle. A ship in a bottle. But it's a Lego ship in a bottle. It's a Lego ship in a bottle. Okay. It, is it still like don't collapsed the... and like you need to pull strings to like raise the like, mast once it's in there? No, that that's too complicated. All right, don't yeah, don't take this the wrong way. But I thought the like impressive part of a ship in a bottle was the action of getting the ship into the bottle. Okay, well maybe but, I will pick like, that now up. Is the bottle real or is the bottle made of Legos as well? The bottle is made of Legos as well. Oh, that's just crap. Then <laughs> you could have gotten the Death Star. What the heck? Uh, who who passed there, the Death Star for shipping a bottle? Think, I'm just uh, upset. Is the plastic clear? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, and with the lights, <laughs> it's gonna look really cool. So uh, don't yeah. encourage him, Karen. <laughs> you should just build a life-size one and then just contain himself in it. Might as well at this point. Right? Well, at this with, point. <laughs> with, with, with the coronavirus going on, I mean, yeah, you've definitely. I I feel like everyone's gonna go as like the boy in the plastic bubble for Halloween. I was just thinking <laughs> about. Uh, have you ever it's played still, like it's... soccer and those things where it's like a big oh, balloon yeah. that you put over you? I feel like I should just wear one of those and go outside right now, like uh, a hamster ball, yeah. just walking down the street. Uh, Honestly, it... I'm surprised that um that people aren't watching Biodome. Oh my gosh! You know, I I feel like because we start watching it and we realize how bad of a movie it really was. Because <laughs> I I was actually going to do that the other day. I was like, I'm going to watch Biodome, and I started watching it. I was like, Oh yeah, hold on. <laughs> like, this isn't I, funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, Polly Short was not the comedic genius I thought he was. Oh no, Grant loves okay, Polly that's, Short. That's, <laughs> I, I draw the line. Okay. <laughs> In the army, or was it in the army now? Was that the that was his art? that was no. one of the, that was one of the masterful films he was a part of? Yes, <laughs> that was a great movie. But that also had what Andy Dick. Um, uh, who else? I'm trying to think. All I know is I'm going on Netflix and searching for movies by Paulie Shore. And I'm I honestly, gonna, I honestly don't remember Andy Dick. I don't remember Andy Dick in there. I just I was so yeah. mesmerized by Paulie Shore's <laughs> incredible performance. And then uh, Brendan Fraser in Biodome, and also Rudy was in it. Or not Biodome. Uh, uh, what is it? Encino, Encino Man. Man. Oh, That's what God. it was. Yeah. yeah. Which you're going to talk about Brendan Fraser now too. Weeds I, in the juice. I just got in, disappointed in Encino Man of he never turned into the lawyer, uh, Cape Man lawyer. 
from Saturday Night Live. That would have been like the ultimate completion of that. Oh yeah. But you're talking about all these films, and you're not the best one of all. Is Son-in-Law? <laughs> that was a that was a fantastic. You know, I forgot how much I actually love that movie. That changed his whole life. I wow. mean, that was that. That's what Steven made us Tyler love. PJs. Steven Tyler PJs. <laughs> Let's just do a whole show where we quote quote Pauly Shore movies. I'm I'm down. Actually, <laughs> we uh, Grant follows him on Instagram. And, no, I'm legit like a serious Pauly Shore fan. Like I love Pauly Shore. Like, but I'm yeah. not joking at all. So at we all. have almost like a weekly like, haha. Pauly Shore just said something really funny. Time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is you not know, where I expected right. a ship in a bottle. We <laughs> <laughs> move from ships in a bottle to Polly Shore. We're off to a great start the, on this week. What's another Polly Shore movie? I'm trying to think. I feel like that's like those were all of his big ones. Are we going to have one of those uh, episodes where we just I, read lists? There's yeah. a, there's a fantastic movie that he he self produced called Polly Shore is Dead. <clears throat> I uh, think I was that like a documentary kind of. It's like a, yeah, mockumentary. Basically, he pretends yeah. that he, he has passed away and then films all these people you know you have like kurt loader from mtv and like fred durst and all these people that were you know very relevant uh 10 15 whatever 20 years ago and whenever the movie came out and um all these people just singing his praises all these wonderful things about Polly shore because he's passed away and then they all come to find out that it's a that you know he's faking his death and then everybody hates Polly shore he sucks he's a scumbag he's a piece <laughs> of you know so oh my gosh it's really funny though <laughs> I suppose if you like Polly Shore, it's really funny. Man, I'm gonna have to do a lot of TV guest spots. I'm on his yeah, IMDb yeah. right now. Yeah, wasn't wasn't MTV, his? MTV, I mean, right? Bobby's World. Oh my gosh, Bobby's World, the old cartoon. Oh yeah. Back when Howie Mandel had hair. <sighs> <laughs> wow, I forgot he had hair. And such a distinct look on that show. Shoot. Such distinct look. He had like the crazy curly hair and now he has like the bald head. Like he's got two crazy distinct looks, you know? What was the Little Monsters movie? Wasn't that wasn't he in that? I forgot all about that movie. Yeah, I loved that movie when I was a kid. That had what? Uh was it Fred Savage? Yeah. Yeah. All I know is I need to see Ed Hardy Boys 2, The Case of When That Hot Filipino Woman. Lost her tramp stamp at mini golf. What? There is our title. <laughs> uh, All right, no. Scott, do you have anything new? That's a clean break. That's a clean break. I got a new pedal. Uh, I got a Dan Electro Big Spender, which I think we were talking about a little bit last week. I've, I finally plugged it in. It does the thing. I'm probably selling it. Um, the switches are so weird. It, they yeah, really are. Because they have no click to them. They're just this pushy spring thing. Uh, yeah. And I've been tooling around a lot. I've been... Um, I mean, I, I don't want the show to become Kemper talk every week. But um, yeah, I've been playing around with the Kemper, learning more features. So I've been fooling around with reamping and new recording techniques. And I'm I'm really loving this thing, speeding up my workflow. I mean, Kemper's a great tool. Yeah, I've never never used one. <laughs> it's, they're, they're... it's intense to start, but once you start getting a feel for it, you just kind of it's it's a deep rabbit hole. I've been in the room with them. I've heard them, uh, but literally never ever touched one with my hands. So, no clue. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it, it's, really it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky thing right now because uh, there are so many good options now, too. It's actually kind of scary to think a Kemper is like 10 years old or getting wow, near yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and seeing where the tech's going, we're like, you know, if you just want something that's ampl- an amplest solution that works, I, I would still say probably the Strymon Iridium is the go-to right now for a lot of folks. Or if you just want a Vox, um, the Westminster Geneva is a really great option. But um, yeah, this is just, it, or if it's, you want to go option paralysis when you start if you want to go kind of cheap the if you can find a used tech 21 in the character series mm-hmm. like i've got the liverpool that's fantastic um they've also got the british one they've got the tweed one that's kind of hard to find but they've got i mean there's a plenty of amplest options the kimper is definitely way up there in price but it's it's got it's not even like fully unlocked because they keep releasing firmware updates that are unlocking parts of it like it, it's not using it to its full potential right now which is scary to think it's 10 years old yeah and to think that the i welcome our robot leaders whenever they decide to take over that's all i'm saying i think I, i'm a person that has a lot of amplifiers um easily over 20 uh probably 25 different amps and um i could you know i'm not the I'm because of that. I'm not going to say like, I wouldn't want a Kemper. I actually kind of the opposite think like it would make sense to have something that had every other sound I don't have because I like the idea of having everything that you could ever imagine at your like available, like, like yeah. available to you and your rig. Like that would be cool. But I feel like the average person kind of like vibes with one. And that's because for me, I, you know, we entertain people that play pedals and there might be one person comes in and they're a Marshall player. Another person comes in and they're, you know, uh, they use American amps or they use, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want to have, I want to have options for everybody, but I feel like the average player is going to say like, Oh, I, I have always liked Vox amps. I'm going to always like Vox amps. That's my sound. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just find the amp in the box that, or the, whatever the cab sim, whatever. I don't know the lingo, my apologies, but like they find that, that box that does that one thing really, really well and probably can be happy with it. I guess, but you know, yeah. well, I think the, the really cool thing is um, also if you're using, like if you collect a lot of pedals, it's a lot of fun because you can change the styles, like of the amps that you don't have. And even then you said you've got like 25, about 25 amps, you could profile your amps and be able to take them with you, like wherever you go. That's because cool. if you, if you dial in that sweet sound on your amp you uh, profile it and you can recreate the, that sound and that the Kemper does a really great job of uh, taking pedals very well. So it's really great that you can try different pedals in front of different amps and you could try, you know, your pedals in front of all of your amps really fast instead of having to unplug, you know, move stuff around and everything. I think it's pretty cool. That makes sense. I also think like, uh, I know some artists that I know that use them are specifically use them because you know, they've been recording music for like 15, 20 years and they have, you know, let's say eight different records. And on those records, they use a total of like 22 different amps. So, yeah. you know, to, to just take one amp out on the road would be almost impossible to recreate those sounds, you know? So it, mm-hmm. it does make, it does make sense. I think eventually I'll probably have one, but I've literally just never, never, ever touched one. I, you know, it's like, haven't had the opportunity to like, you know, I've played uh axe effects, but that's, that's even older. That's like yeah, almost archaic at this point, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, you were 
you're in now where I was two weeks ago. So being, <laughs> being locked inside for two weeks has been wonderful. Uh, <laughs> learn all this stuff. So anyway, that's, that's what's new with me. Uh, how about you, Diaz? Anything new in your world? I finally picked up a boss OC three at a price I was willing to pay. I spent like two weeks lowballing people because I knew, I knew how much I, I really wanted to put into it. And I, I still kind of went over what I wanted to spend on it. Um, but there wasn't one local to me. So I ended up having to buy off reverb. So I paid shipping, which was a little bit high and, uh, then tax on top of it and all that. So, but I got a, OC3 for whenever I do acoustic shows. I'm working with it because it's I've got to figure out the way. I mean, I've got to dial it in better, but I've got to figure out a way because there's some songs that I play capoed up. Uh, you know, I'll be playing a song in bass. I'll be like capo four, and it's not picking up some of those uh, notes that are the base of the chord. So I got to figure out maybe it's not for me or i've got to work with it so is there an equivalent uh tc electronic pedal to the oc3 that i'm not just thinking of right now i have no idea well I, i'm just kind of what oh i guess it's technically the seven up isn't it maybe i don't know um, but I, I don't think the seven up has that feature that will just put the sub octave on on just the lowest note in the chord Right. Well, that's that's the question I have of is in the tone print stuff, can you recreate that uh, and move where that filter happens? So say you have it at, I'm throwing a number out here right now. You're at 400 hertz and you can move it up to 500 and therefore you can get a few more notes in of that that range. I'm just kind of curious. See, I didn't even know if it was, uh, if they used some sort of frequency cutoff or, or if they were actually, if it was some system. I mean, I have no idea. This is boss you're talking about, but like... Yeah. I didn't know I I owned an OC3 years and years ago but I used it with bass so I didn't have that issue but I didn't realize that I mean I thought that it just would the lowest note in any chord you played regardless what that chord was it would just know the lowest note some that crazy be, digital yeah, I thought that's what was happening <laughs> Yeah I don't know what the OC3 I mean I I know the OC2 very well but I had an OC3 for like 3 months and then I sold it but hmm. yeah because it, oh, well, it was broken it it had a distortion channel right is am i am i remembering it incorrectly yeah yeah it's got a it's got a drive section oh and there's it, a range but there's a range knob maybe if i looked at it and actually played with it but yeah mine kept switching back and forth between the it kept just randomly becoming like a distortion all of a sudden and so i sold it for 20 bucks on craigslist as a broken pedal nice i mean theoretically every pedal eventually becomes a distortion pedal doesn't it <laughs> when they break sometimes yeah, yeah. Unless they become just a mute pedal. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was whenever someone goes online and they're like, this pedal isn't working. There's, I'm not getting any sound. And we're like, you've plugged them, plugged it in backwards. Yeah. Oh, no. I love, I love when that. it's something. So <laughs> I've done that multiple times. Hold on. Oh, man. I, I've, I'm so bad. Like, so if I, if I'm rewiring my board or something, um, I mean, it's really simple because I'll start at the end of my chain and work my way back pedal by pedal to figure out where, like I I just had to do it the other day when I was redoing my board and I like, I'll work my way back and I always check the inputs and outputs. Like, even though like I know I'm still like, okay, I'm going to dummy check this, but I always love my favorite thing that I always did was my sound would sound absolutely horrible. I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized that my wall was engaged, but like rolled all the way back. Yep. Yeah, that's always fun. Like it just sounds like total mud. Everything I play, and you're like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> so, Grant and Karen, any new gear, toys in your world? Uh, 
new gear or toys um oh you just uh built yourself a pedal board i just okay oh. well i've i've been <laughs> since i've been locked in the house i decided i'm going to build a ridiculous pedal board um i when i when i play with pedals i'll just pull them down off the shelf and i'll put them on my like bench and play you know i have a power supply that i can power up to 15 pedals so i'll just plug in any number of pedals and just make chains and and they're always in different orders and so i never actually have a board i never have a set order of pedals you know at uh, like adhered to a surface uh so i decided i'm going to do that i'm going to make an actual pedal board and <laughs> not that i can go anywhere and take it and play anywhere but um uh i have pedal train one sized boards and then i have pedal train pro sized boards and then yeah. I have all these other random, random planks of wood and stuff in between. So I decided I'm going to make a pedal train pro. Attaboy. And um, yeah, and uh, I was, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I was able to, and I'm kind of going to use it as like a bass and guitar board. Um, so it's kind of like multiple boards in one on the thing. But anyway, it has 25 pedals by the time it was all Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I mean, and, 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 and I powered it up and I plugged it in and it didn't work. And oh, it, no. it was totally silent. And I'm like, what? What did I do wrong? So I tested the first row because I always wire everything in rows. I never do from like, I never go, jump back and forth between uh, rows of drives because you can do that from the output to the input from one. You know what I mean? Go straight mm -hmm. down. I always just go straight across in rows and then take a long cable from the left side of the board all the way to the right side of the board. And um, it's easier for me if, if there's a problem, you can just, you know, cut out one of the start at the very top and see if your first like eight pedals are okay and then go to the second row of eight and then if the problem's there then you can figure it out but i got to the bottom row and realized my ps5 my boss ps5 has two outputs and i use that pedal all the time and like a goon i didn't use the correct output and it doesn't work if it's not in stereo on uh if it's off uh through that output that that's just muted when it's off and so I thought the board wasn't working. As it turns out, I had one cable in the wrong uh, plug. So it wasn't that I mismatched them, but uh, input to output. But um, I fixed that and I plugged it in and the thing is totally silent. Like so quiet, it sounds incredible. I couldn't believe it, 25 pedals on a board and it, it sounds better than, I mean, I've had people bring boards that have like eight pedals on them and they ask me like, why is my board so noisy? And this, this thing is just using a like, one spot. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it sounds it's awesome it's really fun so you'll see a picture of it in the next few days very cool yeah and i've been i've been making um masks uh for the hospitals they're oh that's sweet yeah because they're um they're running out of the n95 masks and they want to keep those for the uh, hospital workers but then they don't have anything to give to the um like people you know the people in. who are coming in you know uh and the patients who obviously aren't sick they want them to stay not sick so they're um they've asked for sewers to just make make them and then donate them so and i've been doing that and karen uh, worked in fashion for 15 years so she's very yeah. good at this stuff so I, I sew a lot and um and i figured why not and it, like about five minutes before we came on the show uh my machine broke 
Oh, oh no. man. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to be sewing these things by hand. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of people doing really cool stuff like that. Uh, I just saw John Cusack posted that he's actually using a 3D printer to print face shields. Yeah, those shields look awesome. He did a yeah, really that, good job. Yeah. It's like, it's so simple, but it's it's phenomenal. Like, it, it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 going to work. That's that's my thing. I'm I'm essential, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. We work from home, so we're we're still still able to do what we do. We've changed I mean, it's it's very different uh and and once a pedal's finished, it's uh, like anybody that has bought a pedal in the past 2 weeks has probably wondered why it smelled of cleaner when it got there, but I basically am wiping everything down like 3 times uh first with the Clorox wipe, then water and then alcohol. <laughs> and uh, just and and wearing gloves and a mask and not touching the boxes and putting them in the uh, bubble mailers with gloves and then the hardest part is the clear tape oh, because oh gosh yeah. yes that's it's so horrible wearing wearing gloves and trying to tape something yeah and I've heard people complain it. about it before but I never understood like I'd be like why <laughs> so would anybody horrible. ever even do that like why is that just take your gloves off it's tape like who needs to make tape sanitary and now that this is going on I'm like oh this is this is horrible. <laughs> so they're all, they look, uh, and I'm really anal about stuff. I'm really OCD. I like everything to be really clean and the tape doesn't have any wrinkles in it when you get a, a package from us normally. And now the, the tape is all just like, <laughs> yeah. So we've been double teaming the tape process where I'll cut it for him and he holds it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it literally takes two of us to put tape on a package right now. <laughs> it's some good times. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that I, I worked in the food industry forever, and that was by far the worst. Is when you had to tape something, because that's we'd have to wear gloves, and then we'd have to tape receipts on like bags. Mm. Uh, and that was I don't know how many times I just threw gloves away because I was just like this, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we have this. you looked into when I worked in shipping, we had these like just unique handled kind of roller things, and they were like perfect. They worked every time versus like the cheap plastic ones you normally have when you're moving and stuff. Yeah, um, those are awesome. I love them. Um, I've always used them at work as well. We just haven't purchased one. I, I actually purchased about. one. Huh? What are you talking about? The 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 things that. Oh, actually, I hate those. I can never make those I love work. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I bought one, and then I left it somewhere. It was in Texas. In somewhere in yeah, I just left it somewhere and it was like, awesome. no. <laughs> it just, we haven't gotten another one since. Highly recommend. You don't have yeah. to touch the tape ever. Yeah. And it's so good. it'll work with gloves, but it's this big, bulky thing. You need it to be like totally. Because if you use the, you're, Grant, you're probably complaining about like the little plastic one that just kind of like hops onto a clear tape roll. They bought it like U-Haul or wherever you bought clear packaging tape. Well, it's got like a handle and like has like yeah, it's like a like, full wooden thing. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And I, like, that's, yeah, I can never f make them work right. Oh, if you if you get a good blade <laughs> on one of them, they work great. Ah, yeah. I've also had I've done the ones where it's like a, a almost like a cardboard tape. Not it's not cardboard, but um, paper tape with uh, got the fiber in it. With the fibers in it, yeah, and then you you know it runs it through the water and then slices it. That stuff is fun because <laughs> it's like that big machine. I don't know if you've ever used one of those with a big handle. I have a feeling a I'm going to be watching YouTube videos of taping machines now because <laughs> this is what I do. 
Yeah. Oh, we're not we're not supposed to be doing that right now. Okay, never mind. All right, I'm back. Um, <laughs> Adhesive hour. Yeah. Yeah, this is this has been taping skills, sanitary taping with uh, green hair. Episodes brought to you by 3M. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Staples. All right. So let's. All right. So we're, let's move on to some cool gear news of stuff that's coming out. So Caroline Guitar Co. Uh, just launched the Icarus V2. Yeah, this is pretty is cool. It, it, it's um, smaller, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's big. Actually, it's bigger. It's it's, bigger. It's, it's it's a normal. So they used to use a, like a normal, like single size enclosure for these because it was just yeah. a boost. Um, and so uh, Philippe came on uh, Josh Scott's show, um, and did a debut of it. So that's uh, now the second pedal that's been debuted on the JHS show in recent oh, I can't. months. I see it. Um, so it used to be a simple boost circuit. He discontinued it, and then it got really popular and i believe in brazil do i have that right i believe so um an artist in one of um i'm just going to say south america because i'm being an idiot and forgetting um but um asked him to mod it in a certain way to add a clipping circuit to it and that mod just like became this like cult favorite well after he already discontinued the pedal and so uh one of those artists died recently and so as a sort of a fundraiser for him he did a limited run of reissuing this pedal with the mod already in it and in his newer full-size enclosure oh it sounds fantastic what's the i love the new logo that they have on the bottom yeah he's got a he's got a really nice branding aesthetic going now where it's just been real consistent and he just keeps pumping out a new pedal on in this aesthetic and it just keeps working i'm trying to does is it the i saw the pedal i just didn't I don't, i'm not remembering because i just saw it yesterday and that's so far away um you is, does it since say, then as diaz would yeah say. <laughs> but does it have does it say caroline guitar company or does it have the caroline corporation corporation it does okay cool because <laughs> yeah. are they are they changing their brain like their logo to all that <laughs> that might I have been no, their old name I have no idea what that's about. Well, he's, I, well, I saw him make a post that it was like Caroline corporation or something like since like 1932 or like it's, uh, it's, he, he's a very sarcastic individual. So he's just, um, cool. you know, he's up to something. I'm not sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I kind of <laughs> missed it. Cause I was, uh, I, I, I was really absorbed with the, uh, Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Great Grant thinks, Grant thinks that's like blasphemy. Well, but like, uh, uh, pineapple on a pizza. Pineapple on it's not even. It's, <laughs> not, it's the ham. I don't eat meat, so, and if I did, it wouldn't. It would be the mixture, and that's the thing that confuses me: the ham and the pineapple on the pizza. Everybody talks about pineapple on pizza. Everybody's had the conversation, but the thing is about the ham. That's well, the weird so, part. So first off, it, a proper the, Hawaiian pizza is not actually ham; it's Canadian bacon. Well, even that's weirder. But I just don't <laughs> understand, because like you know, pineapple on pizza, whatever. That's whatever pineapple on meat i don't understand that oh pineapple with meat I mean, is fantastic pineapple with pork pineapple. is like a magic combination oh no no no, no. don't yeah, go too far with delicious. it yeah that sounds I mean, crazy to me that sounds yeah, crazy. I don't know. like I if like, you look at people who cook hams you see they put her like a ring of pineapple like that's kind of a common uh like like an actual like full ham like that i've seen that that's pretty I, I like, a, like a decorative thing supposed to be it's supposed to technically be pineapple with spam, I think. 
Oh no! Because yeah. they're in Hawaii. Because <laughs> no. spam is huge in Hawaii. Yeah. They actually, they actually, be. Burger King actually sells a spam, like a spam whopper, in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. And so yeah. a way of cooking spam to like flavor it up is you throw pineapple with it. So, you know how I cook my right. spam? I throw it in the trash can. That's how oh, I cook my spam. Yeah, Grant is not a fan of uh, the sweet savory combination. Um, oh, okay, that's probably why. Is probably why. Yeah. Um, but I love like that. I love that they have a pizza icon, a pineapple icon, and a piggy icon on the on their pedal. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. I was about to continue to talk about ham and pineapple, but I'm going to move on. So the bad news <laughs> is some of the. I don't know if it's a special edition or all of them. It's already sold out. Do so. you know? Real quick, uh, no, it's not spam, but there's another. I think it's called. Um, Potted, like just potted, potted meat. Potted meat. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what type of meat. It's just called potted meat. So have it's you ever a, had... Ha- it's like a mixture. It's, it's honestly like the the stuff that you don't want to eat. Like, it's just... Uh, that's that. See, the only reason I know what that is is because it's Willie Nelson, one of Willie Nelson's favorite foods. Uh, and I love Willie Nelson. And in one of his books, he talks about it. And um, so I actually, I bought a can of it and then this was right before I quit eating meat and I never ate it. It just, the, even in the can, the picture on the can, which they purposely make look as good as possible, even that picture looked ho- like horrifying and I didn't want to come near it. And so I put it in the cabinet and then I quit eating meat. And this was six years ago I quit eating That's meat. That's not in our cabinet. Still, it may right? still be somewhere in our no, house. No, no, no. I don't know. Oh my know. gosh. <laughs> so if anybody Welcome. wants to try some uh, potted meat, if I can find my six year old potted meat, just let me know and I'll send it to you. <laughs> And this is the day that Karen had a meltdown. Oh, <laughs> She's like, no, meat, no, meat, no, chicken and about beef. to so run. Guys, it's you don't understand. It's just like a pate. Okay, so. Yes, it's a pate. Yeah, so um, Grant had this. When, this isn't even better. Okay, story. so okay. Grant had this beer, right? He had a Milwaukee's Best. Back when I used to drink. I'm seven years sober now. <laughs> or is it, yeah, seven, seven eight years? Eight years? I don't remember. Holy moly. It's 2012 to now, so eight years. But he had this beer, and then he looked at it, and he said, you know what? I'm going to stop drinking. And so then he did, he quit cold Turkey that day. And, um, and so then he saved this beer. Um, we were living in the lower East side apartment. And so this was like three apartments ago or three houses ago. And, um, and he said, I'm going to keep this, you know, as like a reminder that I quit drinking. Right? And first of all, I have to interrupt her. Just don't judge me for the having an old Milwaukee. I oh, just, I'm judging you. <laughs> I don't even know why I had old. I would have never drank that, but for some reason, the last case I feel of beer like that, that beer I've can, that were beer they can all make out of steel reserve. Drinking. That that's probably the reason I decided to quit yeah. drinking. <laughs> because it was Milwaukee's best. You're like, uh, no, just well, keeping his Zima around. To, also, he yeah. tried to drink it at like ten in the morning. So um, the uh, he had quit drinking, and so we had this old Milwaukee's best. And then we moved into our old house and had some people over. And the next day I was going through the fridge and I'm going, Hey Grant, um, where did you, did you give your beer to someone? Oh no. And he was like, no. (laughs) And this was, this was back when, this was back when Karen still drank and we had some friends over. They were in a band, they were touring through town and mind you, we had tra- we had moved multiple times and brought this beer with us from multiple homes as like a trophy in the fridge of like, you know, this old Milwaukee. But we had bought some beers for our friends that were in town that night. 
Uh, and I asked them. No one drank it. No one drank any. They said we didn't drink any beers last night. So Karen was the only person that drank any of the beers in the fridge. So I must have drank it. She, accident oh, no. she accidentally didn't <laughs> grab the old Milwaukee and didn't realize it. That's the only thing we can imagine that happened to it. We have no other. I think it's fairly possible. <laughs> How old was it at that point? Like nine years. No, five or six years old. No, it was old. Oh, oh, not oh, oh no. I, I Googled this uh, yesterday because I have some beer in my fridge that's about a year old. Uh <laughs> and i just drank one of them uh was Don't how long it. can you drink beer or after you bought it and they said two years <coughs> if it's refrigerated so, in like six months if it's warm so i Ew. think i was drinking at the time miller light or something like that which is cow piss we had a ton of people over it so wasn't thought, it wasn't yeah. miller light. whatever it was was the same colors the as same the old color, milwaukee so i'm thinking that I don't know. But we discovered it. We discovered this a few days later. So we like by then the garbage had been taken out. And so we couldn't go and dig and figure <laughs> I it out. I would have been investigating. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so someone drank the old Milwaukee. We're just not uh. sure. We think it was Karen. Yeah. But now she doesn't even drink anymore. So that's. So, there we go. You know. So that's why she quit. <laughs> See, I very rarely drink. Like it's 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 summer nam or like if there's a virus going around that people are freaking out about and all I can find is tequila. Ah. Oh man. I feel like summer Nam, if I did still drink would not be the place I would just, yeah, it's not <laughs> no, a good well, week I for never, you. No, it's, it's never, well, it's never like out and about either. It's when we get back to the house. Okay. Yeah. 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 I could, I couldn't, I think, I think I had like a beer with, uh, was it Ryan from yellow cake boot? Uh, who Ben Walker showed up. It was at a burger place. I can't remember. Uh, burger Up. Was it Burger uh, Up? Pharmacy? Pharma. It wasn't Pharmacy. No, it was some like real hole in the wall place. Oh. Um, I have to figure that That's out. That's right, because we got the weird sodas and milkshakes when we went to Pharmacy. Yep. Well, you named the only two that I know. So. Right, me too. I've been here <laughs> for go going on four years, and I know two restaurants. Yeah, but you've been vegan the entire time. Yeah, I don't yeah, eat meat, so I don't. No. I don't. <laughs> vegetarian or p pescatarian? No, I'm a pescatarian. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat meat, but I eat fish. So whatever that is. I went to a Presbyterian church once. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I specifically never say the word pescatarian because it makes me sound like I'm trying to be snooty. <laughs> so what? What exactly is pescatarian? Pescatarian uh, pes <laughs> is someone who eats fish. They, they believe in transubstantiation, no meat. but they don't baptize babies. Wait, what? Right. Sorry, I'm that was so too deep of a joke in <laughs> Christian stuff. I just don't care about the fishies, you know? Yeah. What was That's it? Uh, what's the old Cheech and Chong <laughs> save? Fuck the seals, save the whales? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. I don't know why that came to mind. <laughs> you're like, you're like oh, forget the fish. I mean, like, yeah, fuck the seals, save the whales. Yeah. <laughs> like, they heard, say, heard you say, fuck this fish. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like pigs. I follow... Um, uh, awesome. my, one of my favorite Instagram accounts is pigs are awesome. Um, <laughs> and it's basically just a lot of baby pigs, little, like little mini, mini, mini pigs or whatever. I feel like once they get bigger, they don't really want to show their pictures online to people anymore. Cause they, they scare them. Um, but I even like big pigs. I like all the pigs. If you hear this noise in the background, it's because cat Albert is, he's discovered a new box and he's, like, <laughs> and he's having a hell of a time with it right now. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of new boxes, Synergy Amps <laughs> has just released another module. Uh, again, talking about Synergy Amps being the modular preamps where every preamp of an amp is just this little card that you can slide in and out of an enclosure. Um, I was going to say, we were talking about cats a minute. I just heard a bark. <laughs> I heard that yeah. too. Yeah. Is there a that phantom was, dog uh, here? No. Diaz is the one with dogs, the corgis. isn't it? Oh, it's I've got Chris. Uh, My roommate has corgis. Oh, uh, he's I like talking to corgis. He's trying to talk to the cat. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Welcome to the Animal Hour. Yeah. I'll be your I'll be your host, Whiskers. It, it's been a while <laughs> since we've had barking dogs. That's been uh, that used to be a staple of our show. Well, now it's back. Yeah, it's back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Thanks, Des. Anyway, uh, Synergy Amps comes out with the Powerball, which is an angle preamp. Is it angle? Do I have that right? This is high gain world, so it's not really my thing. Angle is angle? how I usually see it. It's an E. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's your thing. It's out. More modular preamps. Enjoy it, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He's our guy. That's why it's there. We love you, Jason Fuzzmonger. Uh, <laughs> and moving on, uh, everyone's favorite topic is FRFR speakers. Harley Benton has thrown their yeah. hat in the ring. Um, this is pretty much exclusive from Toman, uh, our favorite vendor out in Germany. Um, what's interesting about this one, because uh, I, I opened this immediately, was like, all right, great, another FRFR. Yeah, it's it's a PA speaker. It's just a PA speaker, whatever. This one has some DSP processing in it and comes in at a really attractive price. So um, if you are in the market and you were thinking about getting... Diaz, which one do you have? John? Good answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm roboting really bad, so I'll just... Oh, you need to back. put another quarter in your modem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go feed the hamster really quick. Yep. Uh, so Diaz has the head rush where this one undercuts it on price. So if you're oh, in that market, yeah. um, maybe think about it. Uh, Diaz, you want to talk about this next one? My stuff keeps like cutting out. So All right, Chris, why don't you leave this next one? Uh, Gooden makes a Wait, wait, telecaster. sorry, sorry. Gooden? Gooden. Gooden. <laughs> Is that's that how, how i've you... always pronounced it that's how i've always said it i don't know why well they're canadian so how do they say o's i don't know anything about oh oh golden <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry uh, uh that, that's very yeah <laughs> yeah i had but, a golden uh, for a little while they're great guitars yeah, i don't know about uh, all of them but I don't know about this one because it's got the like smaller body style to it. Like they shaved off what an inch, inch and a half around the entire. Yeah, width of so the body. it's kind of like a, a it it's like a Telecaster that has its aspect ratio wrong. Mm -hmm. Is that a is that a fair description? Yes, but this one looks more normal than other ones that I've seen that try to do that. Yeah, I think uh, didn't you have a like a cherry wood i had like a brown like brown Goden. Goden. um 
It kind of reminds me of the G, uh, like the GNLs that um, I think Bob too from Devo played one. Maybe somebody from Devo kind of has that like kind of body shape. I don't know. I thought this was a three quarter size guitar for a minute. Not gonna lie, indeed full size. Yeah. Uh, if you're price wise, where are we looking at on this thing? Did we do we have a price? Does not say. Let me see what the website says. Because we just had new Godins last week. Uh, as well. Map is six forty nine. That's an attractive price. I mean, player series strat or player series telly is what now? About there? Um, yeah. I will say though, I'm looking at the white one with the. Uh, is that how? What kind of neck, neck finger? Oh, it's a rosewood. That looks really nice to me. Like even with the odd body shape. Yeah, it's interesting with the no pick guard. Yeah, cool. that's what that is. I was trying to figure out why doesn't this look right to me, and that's exactly what it is. It's the no pick card. You're missing the fifty percent plastic. That's on. Yeah. yeah. You don't notice it as much on the darker one, but the white one, you definitely. It's like well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What? Why is Little Caesars taking over our? Yeah, we just got so many Little Caesars ads all over this guitar. Episodes <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by that, Little Caesars. Are, are they advertising Hawaiian pizzas to you too? Well, as I said, we were just talking about pizza. They, I mean, this this is fast. <laughs> Freaky fast. Oh, wow. I mean, that's that's Little Caesars, man. Yeah. Uh, in similar Telecaster news, we also have Dean unveiling yeah. the Nash Vegas Select Series. Uh, has Dia has come back on the show yet? I don't think so. I don't totally hate these. It's just the stupid headstock. Oh, Dia's hated them. <laughs> it's such a weird vibe. Yeah. It, it is kind of weird, but I like. Yeah, you can like just throw on like a Bigsby to the non Floyd model. Like that interests me. Is there enough like, room for a Bigsby now? Uh yeah, because all you have to do is take off the uh stop tail and yeah. just throw in the Bigsby if I can vibromate. Yeah. So let's describe this real quickly here. We're looking at a, a telecaster body, a super eighties dean headstock and then the options are a proper stop tail bar with two pneumatic bridge or a floyd rose and they're two zebra humbuckers instead so it's this weird mishmash of 80 shred machine meets with a telecaster body is the spacing on the humbuckers wider than it would normally be on like a hh or something i feel like they're so far like the one is so close to the neck they do seem a little big well are we talking about the bst um, or the deans whatever they are yeah around the deans i'm back it's only a 22 fret neck so you do have more space than like the usual like 24 fret shred stick okay so they probably scooted it they're ugly (laughs) (laughs) i've scrolled down a little bit if you look at it with the headstock cut off they look fine yeah, because they look like Telecasters. They just look yeah. like metal Telecasters. But that headstock like is... Is this the Contemporary series a good comp? Carry on. I'm, I'm looking at something. You know what? It's not, even, it's not even the headstock. The headstock shape is actually perfectly fine. It's the giant Dean in white that just is like... They should like make it smaller. 
don't yeah i don't know i don't know why that aesthetic in like the zebra pickups they it doesn't i don't i don't know i don't like those. I, I actually think the zebra pickups actually work because it's black pick cards yeah but i i don't know i'd rather have chrome covered if you had to play any one of the four would it be the all black with the stop tail uh no i'd have to totally get the floyd rose okay. i think if you're going to go that loud stylistically yeah. you got to go with go the floyd. yeah uh, but i, would I don't own any tail. floyds so that also shows you where i go so i mean it's a <sighs> sorry i'm hitting my mic um yeah no i'd have to like totally go with the floyd rose even though i probably would just get mad at myself for getting it when i was restringing it but uh yeah i'd have to go floyd rose and i'd have to do the red i don't know if i do the all black i like the red i for some reason because it's not really like a black black it's kind of a gray black yeah it looks kind of like a matte black i like it i'd get a tort like the red tort to go on there yeah red red's my favorite color and in this instance at least i think that red is just one of the ugliest guitars i've ever seen so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't is is it just do you think maybe it's just from the picture but like it why does it look like it's getting really dark right there yeah, the cut? Like the armrest the... cut do you think it has a tapered cut like a, a yes. contoured armrest yes it looks like it would yeah, feel to the touch like it looks uh, like it like the finish would be sticky uh, I don't know why I think that but uh everything like, from kinda, the 80s is sticky kind of so, grosses me out yeah I love the placement of the pickup selector I, where, I where, see, where oh, is yeah. oh it's on the horn on the oh, horn i didn't see it oh yeah i, I, like that. I just uh, got my vision test for the year thanks guys <laughs> i'm good that's how uh, the explorers are I, I love it down there you don't hit it yeah fire yeah i don't hit it anywhere well. on any of my guitars i don't know why this is a this this I have a hard a time problem with for me style layouts uh, it, it took me a year of playing guitar to stop hitting the pickup selector and after that <laughs> a whole year yeah, so from, I did it in eleven months. Yeah, from like seventh grade to eighth grade, and then I stopped. It's fine. Do any of you play a Les Paul? Used to. So that's that that positioning is such a silly position. But um I just got a Les Paul recently that the the entire tip had just been broken off. Uh so so you could still switch, you know, you can still switch it, but it was just like really, really small little switch. The whole top portion was snapped off. And I was like, this is a really great mod. Like, this makes so much sense, you know? Just need one of those uh, Jazzmaster-style, like, sliders. And yeah. you don't you don't hit them at all. I all can't right. stand those. Well, if, if, if you want what, I don't know, four or five people just said on the internet, that is the ugliest things they've ever seen. They're available for seven fifty <laughs> at the hardtail and eight fifty for the Floyd Rose model. That oh, no, it should worse. be... Yeah, why should it be more for the Floyd Rose? I mean, I understand. That. Is it a licensed Floyd Rose, or like did Floyd himself install it? It's a one thousand series Floyd Rose, so it's a real one. Okay, all right. Well, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Karen is teaching me how the internet works here. This little Caesar's ad would not go away, and apparently, there's a little X that will close it. So, <laughs> is this the first time you've seen a pop-up ad? Hey man, I'm new. Okay. <laughs> Listen, oh my gosh, I just imagined the episode of The Office where he, uh, who was it? Uh, Daryl was calling in. Microsoft was like, "Hey, where'd that little clip 
paperclip go i think his name was <laughs> clippy he would pop up and say so it looks like you're trying to write a resume uh, <laughs> all right i just imagined grant being like i understand i know that i remember that guy and <laughs> See, look i knew it. I, was like, I, I do miss i do miss him Where, where'd clippy go <laughs> i just have karen now it's like yeah. karen no oh. help me yeah he is the whenever anybody asks what we do you know like separately usually grant describes it as uh karen does stuff on the computer anything that involves a computer <laughs> nice because he just doesn't it's not his thing yeah. <laughs> yeah my wife's that way like no joke i think we like that's probably been our biggest fights in our marriage is over the computer she's uh, like come and do this she's like oh i told him we'd do this on the computer i'm like by we you mean you're gonna make me do it <laughs> We're, we've got the opposite going on just to be right with you grant she, she every she, time my email goes off grant's like does someone who is it and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh it's squarespace <laughs> they're having incidents again <laughs> squarespace is always always emailing they're having problems we don't um, use them, we don't even use squarespace but, but oh my gosh <laughs> I do I do some web work for like friends and um mm -hmm. and other clients and um yeah so I I work with I I've worked with uh, on platforms different platforms and um and I joined into like the group where they it has you email you whenever there's an issue um that was a mistake <laughs> Oh gosh <laughs> It's like think, the um It's like junk mail <laughs> Like the like the musician's friend email list. Yeah. Um, I I have a separate email. I use my old AOL account for whenever I sign up for that stuff. Yeah. And they send you like sixteen of them every every day. You know. I've got like probably like eleven thousand unread emails in that uh, mailbox. I have a burner yeah. email for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So since we're kind of talking about it, um, we you know Grant mentioned it in the uh, intro that we've got Grant and Karen from Big Ear Pedals. So why don't you guys kind of give us like a history of the company? Uh, okay. Uh, started in the Lower East Side in an apartment, uh, in a, a studio apartment. Came up with the name in, I think, 2013. Uh, was gonna be called Big Ear Pedals. This whole idea is like, we're gonna make pedals. I was in a, a band before that. I played drums in a band and I thought maybe I'll make custom drums. I wanted to do something. I wanted to make something. I didn't know what to do after my band broke up. Uh, and then I just loved pedals and I, I thought pedals, you know, uh, would be actually what happened was Karen total long story short. I had this ugly pedal. I took, I, I took a scotch right pad and I scraped all the graphics off of the pedal. And I gave the pedal to Karen. It was just blank. And I gave her a Sharpie and said, hey, just draw on this thing. Just do something, you know, because she's an artist and just make it look, you know, more fun. And so she made this little graphic of a, a bunny rabbit pulling like like pulling like a string through all these gears. And um, I just looked at this thing and I thought, I looked at the bunny and the bunny was this kind of crazy looking, maniacal, angry looking bunny. And I thought, big ear, big ear pedals. And we'll make pedals. We can make pedals. Like, I didn't even know how to make pedals. I didn't know anything about pedals other than, I mean, you know, how to use them and play them and love them, but I didn't understand the inner workings of pedals. So yeah. I ended up, 
I went to Texas to South by Southwest and I went to a guitar pedal expo. I met a guy that made pedals there. And I basically, you know, I just like said, Hey, I want to do this. I want to make pedals. Like, can you help me? And then, um, so for the first two years, we actually about like first 18 months, whatever, we worked with a shop in Texas that, uh, built everything and shipped it up to New York where we, uh, would, you know, receive them, test everything, bias them, you know, get everything, make sure it was sounding the way it was supposed to and, uh, box and packaged and did all the, you know, customer relations and like that. And, uh, eventually, uh, moved to a different shop in California. That's Chuck, uh, Chuck pedals, um, built for us for two years. And then eventually we moved out of New York city, moved to Nashville. And finally it became a reality. We actually had enough space. We could build a shop and I'd been learning See, in the beginning. I didn't even make pedals. Um, I knew how to solder and I knew how to like fix things, but I'd never, you know, built pedals on a PCB. And so I started doing that. And, uh, actually for a while before I started building them for big gear, just to make sure I was really good, I guess I didn't want to just start right away. Um, and so, yeah, after two years, uh, we moved everything into, after two years with Chuck, we moved everything in-house in Nashville, Tennessee. And now it's been about almost two years that I've been building everything and, um, we just run everything out of house now. So everything except our enclosures, those are, those are made in Oklahoma, but every other step of the process we do here in house. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very different from a couple years ago so, when I was just like the, the guy behind it, but not, you know, the hands-on yeah. maker, whatever. So, and also that, uh, that bunny that I drew on there became our logo. Yeah. That bunny is our logo. We never share it, but <laughs> we do have a logo that is a bunny. Rabbit. Um, and, you know, honestly, I used to draw that bunny, uh, a very similar looking bunny on my notebooks in school <laughs> when I was a kid. And um, we should be very happy that I drew two ears because usually I would draw one and it would be Bongo the one-eared bunny. <laughs> and uh, I think Bongo would probably not be a great mascot. <laughs> so it wasn't like a Finding Nemo thing where there was a big ear and a little ear. It was just one ear. <laughs> just one ear. Huh. Yeah, he only had one. And it looks very... It was about three times the size of his head. So it was kind of like a big ear. Massive. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what um, I what do you guys have coming out? Like, what do you guys have coming, you know, out of the works? I know you guys have been working on something. Well, okay. So you guys know about Alby and those right. that are listening, maybe don't know about Alby, but, and it's like 99.999% done. The, the, the only reason honestly that it's not 100% done right now is because of all this craziness that's going on. Uh, and we are, um, so we hired, uh, Neil Graham, uh, who is, works with a doctor scientist and he is, uh, doing like all the digital design, like the coding for this pedal. Cause it's our first, um, like FV one based pedal. Uh, and I know nothing about coding or that whole world. And so, um, he's in Canada. So, we're doing everything back and forth through emails. Um, but he actually got really sick a couple weeks ago and I'm almost wondering if, if he, he did have the virus and, and got over it. But, uh, at that point, nobody was even really talking about it. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, but he said he got really, really sick. And, and so he got over that and now Dr. Scientist, they're releasing a new pedal. So, um, it's just not the, you know, the timing is, is, is that's, that's what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, now we're locked in our house and I'm just kind of, I kind of had to worry about a couple other things, make sure we had 
enough supplies to be secure and safe in our home for two weeks of lockdown. And so probably longer. I'm never leaving my house again, basically. Well, you guys, I mean, not to just mention lockdown, but you guys are also down in East Nashville. So, well, yeah, so there was the tornado and yeah, that, right. that, that made it a problem because supplies were hard to come by. Everybody was buying all the water, all the food, like, you know, um, to take, to donate and to, you know, to help people out that needed supplies. And then we, yeah, we, we got the double whammy. We had the tornado and now this. And so it's just been pretty, we, pretty wild. We thankfully had, were untouched. The, um, the house that we live in was completely untouched, um, which I cannot, I cannot believe. And honestly, I'm so thankful for, um, but, uh, we, uh, we moved to West Nashville. So, um, we are no longer in East Nashville, but we did consider moving pretty much right where the yeah, tornado would have been. We were looking at homes right, so, right where it went through. So we ended like, up finding a place in West Nashville. Is the we only were reason we're out two here. different places. Um, we actually were almost going to, uh, we were almost going to uh, sign on a house in Donaldson, which also would have been right there in that. We actually had, we did, we were going to buy it. And then we, we actually backed out of it when we found out that it had less rooms than they said it did. Cause the one bedroom wasn't actually a bedroom. It was a technicality. It was, didn't have yeah. egress and it didn't, it just wasn't, it just, you know, it was only a two bedroom and, and well, technically um, someone could sleep here. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it, it could have been closet. What do you like? That's not, so not a like bedroom. That's a closet. Yeah. It could have been used as a bedroom, but thankfully, so we ended up backing out of it. And, and then as we were standing outside now, we know this now when you, uh, are in the market for a house and they're, they're doing showings and the house happens to be near an airport, they know like when there's less airplane travel, and uh, during the day or what days, like when there's like, you know, maybe like a free hour where there's not going to be any airplanes going right overhead. And so when we went to the showing, it was like it was wonderful and peaceful. And then the, like the couple of days later, when we went back and we had to go look at the room again. And I was like, wait a second. I think that wasn't a bedroom. We got to go look at that. And um, like they were calling it a bedroom, but it was just kind of this walk through room. And and so we went back to look and then we were standing outside with the realtor and this airplane went above our head that I, f I swear I felt the ground, the ground, like the asphalt shake, which is impossible, oh impossible, but that, that would have happened. But it was so loud that it was just like my senses, you know, and the airplane was I've never I felt like I could have jumped up and touched it. It was like so close to me. And uh, and then we were like, oh, thank God we didn't just buy this house because because like even recording anything, we would have been, been hearing that nightmare. all the time. And yeah, it would have been really hard. Yeah, I you'd be amazed how many people buy houses and not realizing things like that. And yeah. you're stuck. Yeah, so I would say it, always go on a day that is not during the day that they have a open yeah. house planned. Yeah. If it's <laughs> and near just an airport. Hang out in the neighborhood and see what it's open like. Open houses from twelve seventeen to twelve thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only time it's quiet. Yeah, something's going on here. <laughs> it's, it's an odd window, but let's go see. <laughs> but yeah, so back, so so long story short, back to the Albie thing. So it's just kind of hasn't been my priority the past weeks, three weeks, whatever. Um, uh, but I would say if things start to look up and we're back to normal, and I mean, because like honestly, we have once we have physical units, we have to send them out to all the demo channels, and that'll take you know a couple weeks, months, what two months probably before everybody's really ready, but. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't think right now would be the best time to drop a pedal anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, 
come May, everyone's getting stimulus checks. So maybe, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we're not we're not gonna even yeah. go near that. <laughs> let's let's. All right. Um. So what we can talk about? So we do have a recent event that just happened. Um. Which uh, it sucks because Grant hasn't seen it, but shaping the nation. It is. It's so Tiger King. I know this is not gear related at all, but this show has captivated me. Like it's so the Diaz gist texted of it, me on Thursday and Friday of this week. <laughs> You're like, have you watched Tiger King yet? Have you watched Tiger <laughs> King yet? And I was like, no, no, I haven't really been watching Netflix. I've just been working and recording and doing all this crazy stuff. And then fr- come Friday night, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> just lighten you up. Oh man, seriously. Uh, I have, I actually was looking on Twitter. Um, you know, uh, we had another uh, tornado scare yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was like from 12 to 4 a.m. or something like that. And I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to stay awake and uh, sit this one awake and just in case because the last one hit so fast that nobody knew about it. Like, and so you had like a second to prepare. Um, but I was looking at Twitter and all that came up, <laughs> it kept coming up was tiger king <laughs> and i'm like what is this show <laughs> so it's it's good to know that it's really good it's not it, good it's not good at all <laughs> it's, it is Let us here. It's, it's okay it's the weirdest show because um this is a, i'm gonna read the the text conversation that happened between me and scott since i was pushing i was like asking him, like have you watched it uh let's see so he literally sent me uh, okay, hold on. What did you say? Oh, I, oh, I you always hear like it's insane. Okay, he you goes, have he to goes, watch it. I'm like, I might, I might when I get done with doing something. And then he, the, the following night, I'm like, I'll read my parts. How about that? Okay, read your part on episode one of Tiger King. Oh wait, and, I'm not, I'm not there. You're not there. Come on, dude. Oh, I, I I literally said, it's dude, going so well. He's just, he's just like, dude. And I was like, we need to get the Netflix rights to Terry Lee Bolton. Wait, so Karen, Karen Grant, do you guys know about Terry Lee Bolton? Uh, I see you guys talk about him all the time, and I see you share his screenshots all the time. <laughs> and he seems like a ridiculous character, but I don't even know if this is a real person. I don't even know. He, is, he Terry Lee Bolton is. He lives in Nashville. He's a Nashville star, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he seems that he thinks highly of himself, I guess, or like he, like he's a local celebrity or something. But like, I just I he'll, don't. He'll always have one like on his post or a heart, and it's always from him. Is he in a group that you're in? Oh Where no, he, he I, I live I live under the radar of Terry Lee Bolton. <laughs> Doesn't he follow you on Instagram now? He does. He does follow me on Instagram. That's why I don't <laughs> I share anything. On, us too. I don't share anything about Terry Lee Bolton on Instagram. Um, he, but yeah, he gets endorsements though. Like he, he's. No, I don't think he does. Or he, he pretends like he has endorsements from. There you go. Companies well, you just like, tell him to hit up big ear pedals, and oh my gosh, we'll, we'll take oh, care of him. Uh, at, Grant, I will send you a link to our episode with Doug Cower, where he tries <laughs> to get a uh, endorsement out of Doug, and the story that precedes it is fantastic. That, but he, that's where we found out about Terry Lee Bolton was probably from Doug. He, his, yeah. We just looked at his Instagram. His Instagram account is private. Yeah, but, that's the best part. He wants to be a star, but his Instagram. Account. But it says he, <laughs> it says he's a rock. He's a rock star. Yeah, but it's private. No, no. Yeah. So, 
so the way I found out about Terry Lee Bolton was actually I saw him at Nam and I couldn't believe it. Or at Summer Nam, and I went up to Doug Cower and I was like, I was like, dude, there's this guy walking around wearing cow print stuff. He goes, Terry Lee Bolton. He like looked me dead in the eyes. Like, like his arch nemesis just showed up and he <laughs> found out about it. Like that's how serious it felt. And from that day on, oh I've my god, guys, Karen, Karen oh, accidentally yeah. just hit follow. She accidentally <laughs> was, was it wait, was was it from the Big Ear account? Because that'd be even better. No, no from her page. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, he literally he was selling five drumsticks for like sixty bucks, autographed drumsticks. Five. It's an odd number of drumsticks. <laughs> he does not understand how drumsticks work. You, I, it requires two unless you're playing for Def Leppard. <laughs> There was a time where he kept going to Walmart and putting his CD in the rack. <laughs> and you take a picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he makes but, like the like broiest bro bro country without being broy. If that makes any sense. Like it's the worst part of bro country while at the same time not fitting the mold. Okay, so, when you can't, when you can't sleep at some point, and you guys are both just like, "What should we do?" Because we can't sleep. Just watch Terry Lee Bolton music videos, and it'll keep you laughing for hours. I okay, he still records them on VHS. There, real quick. There's a guy in Nashville, uh, and his name is Terry Lee Palmer. Oh, oh maybe enemies. there's a, yeah, maybe there's a fight over the name. Terry Lee Palmer has the just like a gnarly big mustache. No. Uh, and like wears the cowboy hats and he's like he's the total you know character but he's a, like he plays with john party uh he's a, a incredible guitar player this guy terry lee palmer is, oh yeah definitely not terry Lee Bolton. it's ridiculous so like with the first time that i'd ever seen you guys sharing the terry lee thing i first thought i was like wait that's not him and i was like no, no no he's terry lee palmer okay and uh it's just you know terry lee i mean nashville tennessee guitar player whatever rock star whatever terry lee mustache cowboy hat i think that's kind of funny that you know there, there's two terry lees that two are terry lees. The same motif. Well, yeah but terry lee palmer is a just incredible i mean nasty stinky guitar player like just like so so good if you ever see this guy play guitar like he's ridiculous but all Someone's in all leaving. uh well Someone was tired of the episode. They just <laughs> laughed. I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I just like door and everything. You can get better sound effects. All right, go on. Go on, Scott. Uh, so this is this has been our conversation the entire time of watching this show about ridiculous people who just need constant attention or just flamboyant in every way, and just the entire time thinking this is Terry Lee Bolton plus success. <laughs> he he texts wow. me. He, te he Scott texts me. He goes, "Okay, why does the main character's husband not have a shirt on in his interview?" I said, "If you think that's weird, just keep watching. That's the most normal thing about the show, probably." No, the, the weirdest was, part about the show is the guy who, who literally Scarface is based on is interviewed in the show, and he's the most normal and boring person on the show that's being interviewed. Scarface. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I just it, I this is mind blowing. This, this is I, I, is I don't want to give away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of meth involved in this show too. Mm -hmm. I saw. Um, I, I saw a friend, uh, a, a dude that I follow. It's kind of funny. 
I mean, like an internet friend we've never actually met in real life, but like, you know, uh, like one of many of my internet acquaintances, I suppose. Um, he made a recorded a cover song of, I think it was called Here Kitty Kitty. Oh my gosh, yes. And, <laughs> but then today I've been seeing people sharing and posting that apparently it's that that's not really. No, it's not him singing and or playing. It's not really a musician at all. So I, I I've seen this character and I, I keep. No, he's you know, really I, singing, isn't he? No, Apparently. he's not really singing. No, he what he did was he hired songwriters, yeah. and they they sent like a polished demo, and he just released that. So he didn't he didn't like buy he didn't made songs anything. and then sing it. No, he didn't even sing it. He Milli Vanilli did. Wow. Because I've seen like, him like in the show, he's singing no. at like the funeral yeah, and it's, where he's giving a eulogy yeah, talking about oh a guy who, who would cheer him up by coming and putting his balls on his face <laughs> that that's that's real he really said that at a funeral that's sad and then it's grabs honest. a mic and starts karaoke as yeah. part of his eulogy don't ever invite me to your funeral oh my gosh <laughs> i want i want my funeral to be like one of the craziest parties of all time you, like we're gonna be playing Twister and having root beer floats, guys. It'll be off the chain. I I think I want to put a weekend in Bernie's clause in my funeral, where they yeah. have to just go to the bar with my dead body. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of gross. It's um, kind of gross, but also looks kind of fun, doesn't it? No. If I was a smaller person, would it would it look better? Like if it was like someone like Chris's size, where we could feasibly lift him. <laughs> no, this is getting really morbid. Okay. Fine. Um. So weird. Yeah, you know it's bad when I'm like reel it in, Scott. You're like pump the brakes. Pump <laughs> I don't the brakes. think yeah. the size, I don't think the size of the dead individual matters in this equation. No, you don't want just like nah, all right, fine. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all need to rewatch Weekend at Bernie's and remember <laughs> I don't know. all the fun times. I'd I'd rather watch a Polly Shore movie than Weekend at Bernie's. Why not both? Because you can't who watch has, both. Who has that yeah, much time? You, you have, yeah, who's you have who's locked time inside for the next four weeks? What do you think? You're like locked in our houses right now? <laughs> I still have to work. It's, it's I, I hate it. I work too. I have to work too. It's okay. Yeah, but you, but you guys normally love working. It's just right now you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. <laughs> no, on, no, no, I've got a good job. Like I, I enjoy my job. It's just everyone's acting crazy. <laughs> but, uh, well, Grant, Karen, thank you for joining us on our wacky adventure that we had today. Um, <laughs> where we, we had, had no a, plan. We, yeah. You know what? This is like the Polly Shore episode, and that's great. I can handle that. All right. Thank um, you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, why don't you guys plug uh, your stuff, your Instagram, and all that? Okay, so we are uh, big at Big Ear Pedals. Yeah, on any on any of those things that you use computers to do, yeah. or phone computers, or whatever. <laughs> phone computers, phone computers, <laughs> little magical box that you touch on buttons and things. Uh, <clears throat> I just want to see a picture of Grant with a rotary dial phone. He's like, "This is where I feel comfortable." Wait, wait, Grant, do you have a Way smartphone? Back. I do. I have an iPhone. Okay. Yeah. But that's only because, okay. I mean, I, I got an iPhone years ago when they first came out because my friend's dad had one and hated it. And and so I got it for $100. And I was like, at the time, you know, this was like 2000 and whatever, like, you know, when the first iPhone came out. And 
that was actually really cheap for an iPhone. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll get this phone and give it a shot, even though I don't know anything about technology. And then I just got comfortable with that platform. And so as they kept coming out new iPhones, at this point, I can't even imagine trying to learn a new thing because even yeah. new, new iPhone updates just make me want to bang my head against the wall. So trying to learn a whole new, like getting a Samsung or something would just not even be possible. So I'm just, just going to, I hate Facebook for constantly changing where the buttons are on the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You should post yeah, about it because then Facebook corporate will see it. True. <laughs> I'm I'm tagging you, Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, big um, ear pedals. So just look up big ear pedals. And that's like a very large ear <laughs> and pedals, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can check out our uh, Instagram at the effects loop. You can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. And you can stay up on all your Terry Lee Bolton needs there. Uh, and you can also email us at the effects loop at gmail.com. If you just want to have an email friend, because sometimes we get lonely whenever we're quarantined. Uh, and once again, thank you to our, uh, our uh, sponsor, Westminster effects, Westminster effects.com. And I think that's all of it. You can find us on LinkedIn for some reason. We can link up on LinkedIn. I don't know why we have a LinkedIn though. I don't know so, how this joke started, but it's going. Yeah, one. Yeah, we're just we're gonna. Keep I think it was rolling. one of those times I was away again, and I left you two to your own yeah, device. That's yeah, because Chris is really what keeps the reins on the show. <laughs> yeah, crack that right. whip. Well, all right, guys. Well, we will uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. That was me being derailed. Just going, I don't know what's going on, but I'm there. <laughs> that was an hour though. That didn't even seem like. Oh no, it was. That was over an hour. For over an hour. Guys, it was yeah. fun. Wow. Oh no, it was loads of fun. Like I'm not complaining at all. Okay. And right now you can buy one of their pedals for money. Soon you can buy it for toilet paper. I was gonna say, what about the food in the toilet paper? I, I literally saw someone trying to barter toilet paper for hand sanitizer on yeah. Facebook Marketplace. That might wow. be me in, I don't know, two weeks. We <laughs> can send you some. I feel like right now would be the ultimate defiance of the world to TP someone's house. Oh my god. That's a or maybe. Flex. I was gonna say, or maybe it's one of the nicest things you could do for someone. <laughs> They're out there collecting. Yeah, got their house rolled last week. Wait, someone did? Yep, and then they kept all the toilet paper. Heck yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. Imagine re-rolling all that toilet paper. <laughs> um, I would. I mean, it didn't. Or you could always put it in the spare bathroom and just have it sit in like the tub that no one uses and just grab as you need. So that's where we're going. Pile it back up.
I don't know why you have a tub in your second bathroom that no one uses, but maybe it's like a old old school tub, like the ones that used to sit in like the middle of the room. That kind of look. I don't know what design that would be. Yeah, like, like a cloth. Okay, cloth but... the, yeah, the cloth. Of, yeah. Cast iron ones. We are actually looking for one. So if you know of anybody in Nashville who has one, let us know. For a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. I don't fit in tubs. I'm too tall. Which, Scott, I'm sure you understand that. Yes. I can fit in a jacuzzi. <laughs> but they get really weird when you bring your own soap. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I never get to experience this. Back off. <laughs> uh, like, where's my rubber ducky? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you want to so, do this? Yeah, let's. Alright. I suppose. <sighs> Alright, I gotta pump myself up. I got there's, there's people listening this week probably. You're gonna slap your face a few times, get fired up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> <laughs> I started it. <laughs> So you using it in your shit together? My 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 shit is together. <laughs> okay. <laughs>